episode sponsored by tea? This episode sponsored by Lipton. What is up, guys? Welcome to Catch Your Life. This is the first episode of Catch Your Life. I am Casey, a sex-positive queer person of color who happens to model and is extremely into fitness and mental health awareness. I am here with my co-host, Michelle. Hey, guys. It's Michelle. I'm a black person that simply just cares about black people and breaking down the generational curses that consume us. Yes. Thank you. Very peaceful. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we're going to get into some segments because we got a lot of shit going on. We're fresh from college. We just graduated. Wait, when you graduated a year. 2018. Yeah, yeah 2018. And I graduated um, last May. So yeah. we're trying to figure out our lives. We're in this be we're in beginning stage. Beginning and like a middle phase of a stage because we just got out of school and we don't know like really where our career is going, but we have like a sense of direction. Okay, so I just like ranted for a second, but we're going to go into our venting session segment. Yes, yes. Our venting session segment is where we talk relationships, life frustrations, self-realizations, and what's been on our mind from this week or last week so yeah you want to go first um sure okay <laughs> so um huh. uh, what about you come on now um no my <laughs> jobs my jobs are okay i mean you know crazy thing about it is i work in a predominantly um black setting in one place and then a predominantly white setting in another place so mm -hmm. i can see the differences um uh and it's not it's not bad right now but like at first, I was like, really, like, dang, this is, it was like, I wouldn't say it was a culture shock, but I was just like, wow, I was really being spoiled working in a predominantly black setting because yeah. realistically, that's not how most of the country is set up in the first place. So Period. it was just like, at first, I had a hard time, you know, certain things people were saying, and I was just like, really can't talk to anybody about that because. What like, were they saying though? Um, just like small remarks that's just like real chaotic, real hectic. Like, you should Real be problematic. That. Yes, very, uh, first of all, anti-black mm -hmm. comments um, that you can tell that they don't think. They don't even realize it. They That's don't the realize thing. Yeah. it. It's just so ingrained in them. Like, into them and the system. Right, saying things like, um, oh, she, this person was the perfect, just the perfect kid, had blonde hair, blue eyes. Oh, and wow. And I'm just saying, like, mm. That's some Hitler shit. Right. <laughs> Somebody, a boy um, had his hair, uh, it was like, natural. Uh, he, he didn't put gel in it mm -hmm. one day. He said, oh, I'm wearing my hair natural. And then someone else said, oh, you don't have your weave in. What? And I'm sitting there as a the only black person that works there. And I'm just like, mm. Yeah, yikes. <laughs> yeah, but. How do you deal with that, though? Like. I don't. You just. Yeah, <laughs> you just mute. Yeah, just. I mean, unless it gets real hectic. like. Um, unless it it's in to, your face so much that you just yeah, have to say something. Because you don't want it to be like and that's why a, a problem. Lot of, and that's why a lot of black people can't say certain things. Because it, it affects your livelihood. Like, you can't make. Like. It, yeah, I could go off on somebody saying like that, but I lose my job. And yeah. then well, I'm gonna pay for all my stuff. Yeah, suddenly so you're the like, problematic black girl. Right. So you it's like you have to not say anything. And like the just a one comment a lady made, she said, <laughs> uh basically she was trying to say the reason her uh daughter didn't get into college was because she was white. What? I know your soul inside cringed I so said, bad. I, li I literally look, if y'all can see my face right now, I'm like, do you realize who you're talking to? But uh, I was just like, and but I said straight to her, I said, well, 
most graduate schools. What college? Most... Was it an HBCU? <laughs> like... <laughs> exactly. Was it an HBCU? No, she said, um, I said, well, most colleges, not even counting graduate school, yeah. are predominantly white people, especially predominantly white men. So how could you even? Yeah. But... It's neither here nor there. <laughs> Digress on that yes. shit. Yes, I'm just you know you just had to keep it. You know it's it's just lessons. Lessons. Yeah. Well, this uh, show is called Hot Boy Summer, and it's been a really hot boy summer. I left for like three months, I think it is, and I had to regroup myself because this actually started off on YouTube. So this whole thing started off on YouTube, and now I made a podcast out of it, which I said in my intro. But um, yeah. So I'm going to get into my relationship a little bit because I don't even think I told you about this. Girl. Yeah. <laughs> Girl, let's get into some things. Right. Okay. So I was in a relationship for a whole year, right? And yeah, a whole year while we were in school. Don't while we were in, I don't know. No, you didn't. Okay. Wow. Okay. Wait, maybe you did though. Maybe you did. Maybe We're not going to say any names because oh, I'm not a messy child. Don't make a man name. <laughs> I'm not a messy child. But yeah, I was in a relationship and... We were just, it was like abusive on a mental level, oh. on a physical level. Yeah, no. Yeah, and it was just, and I thought that's how it was supposed to be, which is the crazy part. I thought if you love somebody, you're supposed to fight for them. But like physical fighting isn't okay, and mental abuse is not okay. So I had to literally end it, but I feel like when you talk to a toxic person, it's going to be a toxic relationship, no matter how. And you can't. I'm the type of person that tries to fix somebody. Right, right, right. So, right. True, true, true. Yeah. Similar, 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 yeah. similar, similar. Psychology <laughs> major. So I like right. picking brains and getting into people's heads. And, um, yeah, I definitely thought I could fix him. And there was a moment where I went and visited his parents or his, um, his one parent in Florida. And it was just, yeah, it got to a serious level, I'm telling you. And um, there was a point where I was like, I can't do this anymore. And he was arguing with his mom. And it wasn't even his fault. We went out to a place, and she said she wanted something. We came home, and she said she wanted something else. Like, it was dead ass her fault. But she's going through issues herself. So she said, I wanted this. And they were arguing back and forth. He was like, you never told me that. And then they started arguing so bad that his mom literally called him a faggot. And I was like, whoa, like, I, honestly, I, I can't, I cannot do this because yeah. I feel like this is where his traumas are coming from. And right. this is why he acts the way he does definitely. because he's getting treated like this at home. Yes. And it was up to me to say, do I want to stay and try to fix him or do I want to leave him, let him go and let love him from a distance? I Casey, let me tell you something. Go ahead. Go let ahead. me tell you something. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about fixing. Yeah. Stay and try to fix him. <laughs> he needs to go fix his, he needs to seek professional psychiatric yeah. help. There's nothing, there's nothing that you could do. Like, what, what were you going to do to fix him? I was just going to, I feel like this was me back then. Me here knows exactly what I want. But back then I was thinking that if I was there for him, supporting him, loving him the way he needed to be loved and he didn't even love himself, like giving him an extra amount of my love, even giving him my love that I love for myself, which was draining me. You get what I'm saying? So it was draining me to the point where I felt like if I give him all of that, then he'll be fine. He'll be whole. He'll be secure. But he has to have his self filled up and I have to have myself filled up in order for it to work out. And I didn't realize that until I went to visit his mom at the place I went to visit. I'm not going to say the place because we're going to start connecting the dots and shit. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I had to leave that situation. So I broke up with him. And then after that, um, it was summertime. So 
this is where the hot boy summer comes in. I was just like, please, fuck, please. yeah. I was like, fuck these niggas. I'm going to do what I want, and I'm going to use them to my advantage. So I was doing that the whole summer. Forgot about love, didn't believe in love, and I was just like, fuck it, let me do my own thing. Until I went to New York City Pride. Like, I wasn't even looking for anything. Yeah. Literally wasn't looking for anything. Somebody grabs my arm, turns me around. Yeah, and he was like, you are so beautiful. What are you doing tonight? And I was like, oh, wow. Because <laughs> people are literally intimidated of me they don't approach me right because i no. guess the way i look the way i look yes, people think as soon as definitely. yeah as soon as i walk in the room i have a presence so for somebody to grab me and be so fucking confident and secure with themselves to do that it was just a major yes. turn on like yeah, that yeah, in yeah. itself so we hung out that night and <laughs> i'm not going to say anything what, else because i'm not going to get into no no we didn't do anything i'm not that messy girl <laughs> i'm a virgin <laughs> I am secure. Virgin Mary. So, yeah. So, we ended up hanging out. And I have never, literally never met anybody like this. Like, he's literally so secure within himself. I can do whatever I want. He can do whatever he wants. Right. It's a growth process. That's what you need. Yeah. It's it's not like we don't argue or whatever it is. We yeah, feel each other's yeah. frustrations. But it's no, like, abuse it's or anything really like that. It's really all just about honest, honest <laughs> communication and just being able to handle stuff that comes at you. Like, you can't, like, like you were saying before, having to give give more of yourself than you're getting, mm -hmm. right? But if you're giving more than you're getting, what kind of uneven life are you going to live, right? Literally. So it's like, why would you even subject yourself in the name of trying to fix a person that isn't trying to fix themselves? Like, mm -hmm. I, I don't even feel like that person, well, I don't know, I don't know, but is that person trying to fix themselves and you're you're doing a lot? Or is it, because you know, you hear people say, oh, I waited for this person to help, they, they I, I chased them and made sure to, you know, people are like, oh, I always chase them. Like, yeah. And like, that's the crazy thing. People actually fell through. Yeah. People actually think that you have to go through that toxicity in order yeah. to find love or be in love yeah. or because they grew up like that. They grew up yeah. that way. So, yeah, yeah. Th that's like I've always my parents are divorced. So mm -hmm. I've always grew up knowing that there's going to be an end to a relationship. And I've always treated my relationships like that yeah. until I met this current boy where yeah. I'm like, oh, like I actually vibe out with you and you're actually healthy. So yeah. I feel like if two people are in a toxic point in their life, then they're not going to mesh well. And that yeah. leads to divorce. But if you're working on yourself actively, trying to figure out yourself and figure out us and at the together. same time, yeah. then that's when it's going to work. Yeah, and I it's know, like a whole new perspective for me. Right. Yeah. I know like for me, I mean, my parents never divorced, but um, I come from an African household and I don't, and that's, this isn't, I'm not going to say this is hundred percent true, but a lot of African households, I feel like it's not, parents don't really show that much affection. Mm -hmm. and Wait, I'm, they're African, African? Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> immigrants. My parents are immigrants, right? What? Your yeah. first generation? Yes. Oh, shit, bitch. <laughs> uh, yes, I'm a first generation Nigerian-American. Oh, wow, Nigerian. Yeah. Yes. I never yeah. knew that about you. That's crazy. Wow. Yeah. Yes, yes, I'm Nigerian. So, Wow, that's crazy. Right? Yeah, that is crazy. <laughs> but yeah, my parents um, are, came from Nigeria when they were probably in their 20s and 30s. Um uh, I didn't think, it's just, I just feel like a lot of African households, it's not all, because I've seen it. Um, and certain people, like certain family, like close family members I know, their parents are affectionate. But I feel like in most, it's not really that much affection as a whole overall. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's like you don't you don't um, show, I don't know. I feel like they don't, my parents never kissed in front of me. I never oh, seen really? nothing like that. No, I never seen nothing like that. Yeah. Um, I just feel like that's, there's this joke in like the African community, like African Twitter and all that. They say stuff like, I don't even understand how my parents had like had me. How mm -hmm. do they have sex? Because it just it doesn't even look like it doesn't even seem like there's any sexual attraction. Mm -hmm. But 
I mean, obviously, they're more that's conservative. Not all. Yeah, more conservative, and because I feel like that that brought a a aura around my my brother, my siblings where we don't talk about relationships, we don't mm-hmm. talk about nothing like that with each other. If oh, my brother, wow. no, I have nothing. I have no clue what any of my brothers are doing with who, whoever, or whatever. Um, but you know, mm, that's interesting. What can I say? Yeah, yeah. I mean, interesting dynamic. That is interesting dynamic. I'm trying to think of my parents. Did they ever show affection? Um, I was actually too young for my dad and my mom. They divorced when I was a little boy, a small little boy. And my mom went to California, and my dad stayed in Jersey. So I was always in California back and forth. But, yeah, yeah, I've never seen, like, signs of affection. And if it was signs of affection, it wasn't my signs of affection because I'm gay as fuck. So I was always always looking for, like, that representation. And I've I've never found it until, like, recently. So, yeah. Mm. Oof. Mm. What about you? How's your summer been? Uh, My summer's been all right. Um, It's really just... I uh, just struggling with the thought of finding like finding what I'm gonna end up doing for the rest of my life. Yeah. Uh, that's really just about it. Deciding, you know, people always asking questions. Even almost well a year and a half post grad, people still asking the same questions. So what are you doing now? What are you doing? What are you doing? Are you doing? Yeah, like, like get off of me. I am 23. Just let me live. My grandma, so I'm at my current job, and I was like, I always vent to my family about how I hate it or whatever. And my grandma was like, well, why aren't you going to get a new job? Like, it doesn't, yes. I can't grab it off of why, a tree. Why, why, are you not, like, why are you not using your degree? Like, what? what? People yeah. aren't tiring me. That's what it is. Yeah. And if you, give, if you give any job path that's different from what they initially thought, like, yeah, I want to be a doctor. Then it changed to physical therapy. Then it changed, like, let's say, oh, mom, I want to be a, a, a baker. Mm-hmm. She's not, she's going to be like, what are you talking about? Girl, like, preach. You, preach. Have to, you have to be a doctor or a lawyer, yeah. an engineer. It's like you have to be this perfect person. Yeah. But they realize soon, but I, anybody who's going through that same thing, that they feel like their family is going to be ashamed of them, they won't do what they love, at the end of the day, God willing, I don't want to say God willing, but <laughs> we, in the nature of things, we normally outlive our parents so we're gonna have to live this life past them mm-hmm. you know they're gonna be gone we still let's say we still have 50 years left you're gonna have to live that life in that career you don't want to end up doing something you're gonna hate yes you, know? <laughs> <laughs> you have to do what you love yes. for you because for you. at the end of the day it's, it's only gonna be you at the end yes. like you have to do what makes you happy and you right. have to do it to the fullest and not give up that's the most important part yeah. if you don't have faith in what you're doing then it's going to fall apart you have to have faith and know that eventually it's going to get better right. especially me because i'm in the entertainment industry mm-hmm. i wanted to be a doctor for so long but then i switched up my field and i want to work in marketing advertising model entertainment industry just really get up there and personal branding and stuff things of that nature but i switched up my career and a lot like my parents my dad like he wanted me to be a doctor so bad so that hurts his heart, but at the same time, it's like it's what I want to do, and I'm gonna get this regardless. Like I'm gonna grind to the top, yeah. period. And, and I have faith in God, and I do my positive affirmations every day, post its on the wall. Like I know, that's nice. At the end, I'm going to get there if I just believe. And right. I think it falls into believing a lot. A lot of people don't believe in themselves, and they're easy or quick to believe in like their best friend or right. somebody yeah, else. And you need to keep that same energy for, for yourself. yourself. Right. That's period. true. And I- <laughs> And that's another thing with me. I feel like I'm stuck between, like, three different paths. Like, yeah, I want to become a physical therapist. But, yeah, I also like the entertainment thing. You know, I always want to work, be an activist, you know, work in the, be in the field, working with, to actually do something. Because mm-hmm. it's cool. Like, yeah, you see my Instagram talking about 
uh, black people and things that are white supremacy, things that are affecting black people. But I actually want to be a part of something that's changing that. Like, yeah. I can sit and talk about white supremacy all day long, but if I'm not doing nothing, like, yeah, yeah. exactly. But we know about the history. Well, most people, some people know about the history. The history they try to keep from us, but like, mm-hmm. if you know the history and yeah, you're telling it, but what are we doing? A lot of people don't, though. That's the thing. Exactly. Yeah. So a lot of people don't even understand, like, you know, mm, that's not, mm. It's another story for another yeah. day. But yeah, stuck between want to do, you know, something along that, that line, mm-hmm. want to do become a doctor for physical therapy. And then, you know, also I've been a tutor for five years and it's sort of, it, this goes hand in hand with the sort of the activist thing and being like inter- entertainment or, you know, working around that is um, education. I'm educating mostly black children. Mm-hmm. So education go hand in hand with um you know, the activist stuff, because that's a major institution that's being affected by white supremacy. So it sort of goes hand in hand. So I'm sort of leaning like, you know, I'm still trying for physical therapy, but it's, it's, it's sad to say, like, if if I really want to do so, I shouldn't have a plan B. Mm-hmm. Right. So you have that's to do it why, to the fullest. Right. So it's like, and do I really want to do this? Um, but I don't know what to, the, the, the other the other thing I want to do. I don't know what to call that. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to be working towards. So. Yeah. All right. Let's go into our next segment. Let's do... Ooh, the shoulder. <laughs> Let's do... The sway. Um, media Takeover. So our next segment is Media Takeover, where we weigh in on pop culture and current events from the past week or this week. So do you want to start us off with all of the shootings that have been happening and the war on guns? Like, gun, All this gun violence. There's a deep-rooted issue in all of it. And I'll be the first to say, a year ago, maybe two years ago, I'll be the one to be like, we need to get guns off the street. Mm-hmm. Guns are, is the is the issue. Guns is the problem. When yes, I don't think that you should be able to go out and purchase an assault rifle so easily. Like yeah, so I, easily. I do not think that you should be able to do that. But I do not think revoking people's rights to own guns is going to stop gun violence. We need to talk about the deep rooted issue and then why are all these gun why are all these mass shootings occurring? Mm-hmm. One in Texas, white boy goes into a, a Walmart, starts shooting shooting up. A, uh, Lat- Latinx people, black people, whoever's in the mall, mm-hmm. shooting pe- people up. Da- uh, Dallas or Dayton, another white man comes shooting everybody, shooting up a uh, black in a black club area. Yeah, kills his sister, and then and I heard that his sister was dating a black man. That's uh, mm. one of the reasons that she got killed. Uh, okay, mm, that's mm. problematic. <laughs> right, and then the shooting that happened, you know, recently with the in Texas, in another yeah. mall mall setting. So we're having all these mass shootings that are occurring because of white nationalism. Mm-hmm. And, and we, we had to talk about the reason why when um, mass shootings like that occur, we're always resorting to, oh, well, he was 21 years old. The brain of a male is not developed until he's 25. So let's talk about why his brain was not developed. But when it's Tamir Rice. But when it's a black person in right, jail. To, uh, when it's a black person in jail, when it's a woman, when it's a, a, a black child, they always mm-hmm. have black kids and they always portray them to be older than they are. Yeah. But when it's white kids, we have to think of them as puny and little and a little boy. Exactly. Yeah. First of all, we're set against the grain. So that brings mental health issues such as anxiety, such as depression, such as bipolar disorder. Right. So when we do something and wild the fuck out, you're not looking at the mental health disorder and you're quick to put somebody in jail for it just right. because they're black. And then that sets them apart. And it's right. just crazy. If it's really want, crazy. If we want to talk about mental health, we have to talk about the mental health of black boys and girls who have to live in certain poverty-stricken areas their whole life for generations mm-hmm. who, who don't have, you know, not that both parents at home, you know, is the perfect dynamic, but who when they have struggled with family issues 
and, and then they struggle with the failing education system, then they can't go to college because they, they weren't raised that's, everything's that's the just way. Everything's just set against. Right, everything's set against you. But we don't look at the mental capacity of those people, but we're going to look at the people that uh, suffer from affluence, like, oh, uh, I was, you know, baby my whole life. I had a golden spoon in my mouth my whole life, and now I have a mental issue because it's genetic, and now I'm shooting up people, and now... Exactly. I shouldn't be They flip it. it really quickly. Right, right. <laughs> but, mm. And then there was another there was another shooting recently and is that the one you were talking about in Texas? Yes, it was like Odessa, Texas. What happened again? It was because um, the girlfriend's boyfriend was black? No, that was in Dayton. Oh, okay. So in Dayton, uh the shooter shot into a predominantly black club setting. Oh, okay. Right, shooting, killing nine people, injuring a lot of uh, others and uh, the night people that died his sister was one of them. Mm-hmm. So people are like, "Why is this man killing his sister?" And come to find out, they're saying it's because his uh, her, her her boyfriend or husband was black, um, but the Odessa one I haven't really seen much about that one. But mm. all I have seen is that um, it was just another mass shooting. They had to uh, shut down the mall. They're telling people don't come into the mall. Mm-hmm. But I didn't really see much. Even like um, stars, you know, like celebrities come out and talk. Then not many many of them were talking about that either. Yeah. Yeah. But, and a I lot wonder of, if they think it's important or not. <laughs> The only thing is important when it's in the media. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, exactly. And, and another thing, people are keep looking at these um, media people, Jay Z. They're, they're looking at them to be the, these activists for them. Mm-hmm. Like they think everything Jay Z does is going to be in the like for people like for them just because he's black or yeah. just because he's a rapper. Let like, me ask Mar- you this. Yes. How do you feel about the NFL situation with Jay Z? Uh, I feel like it's weird. It <laughs> <laughs> don't make no. I mean, it got I'm, really weird. Yeah, because I. I I get where he's coming from a little bit, where he's trying to get behind it to help out, but mm. the whole thing with Colin Kaepernick doesn't look good. Doesn't look cute, sis. It yeah, does it, not look it cute, especially sense. when you're friends with him, talking like activist shit with him. It doesn't make sense. And then, and he then, probably, and then he, when he talked to, um, I think he did like a press conference or whatever. Where did you see that video with yeah, the press conference yeah, with like all the. Um, all the interviewers, like Charlemagne was there or whatever, they were asking him questions about it, and he was basically setting himself setting himself aside from uh, Colin Kaepernick. So it was just really confusing to me. Yeah, the, I think it was very disrespectful for him to say, like, we're past kneeling. Like you said, that's over with. What are we going to do? You can still, still kneel mm-hmm. and take a protest against something that has not changed yet, and that probably won't ever change, but has. there's not been any active, you know, reform. Uh, against it yeah um, we're still fighting you can still <laughs> protest and still do something to change it but for him to say we're past healing is like how can you be past something that hasn't been fixed yeah so they're still playing the national anthem that has racist lyrics in it there's still there's still police brutality there's it there's still you know it's mm-hmm. i don't understand why he would say something like that yeah um, it's all about capitalism for him to say like uh it's the and then he said it wasn't about kaepernick having a job and i was like okay i understand because um, you obviously, if you believe in something, you, you had to be willing to die behind that, right? Mm-hmm. So I understand this, in a grand scheme of things, if Kaepernick loses his job, but it helps thousands of other people you know, succeed, then yeah, of course, I get what you're saying. But for him to say it's not about Kaepernick having a job, it's saying that it's not okay for you as a person of color or a person that's being oppressed to fight for what you believe in and still be able to make a living. Yeah. So yeah, Cap has money. He's rich. He he can you know Nike whatever. He yeah, pay. he's good. He's good. Right, like. right. But as a regular lay man or woman or a person, uh-huh. you you can't you can't say it's not about him having a job. It is. So I have to live. 
Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I digress. <laughs> <laughs> we got into a whole, what's the name? A cyborg. Yeah. All right, let's go to our next segment. Next segment is Hey Big Head. And Hey Big Head is where we talk about our crush of the week. And it doesn't have to be sexual. It could be motivational or inspirational. It's whatever you want or you're feeling that week. So who's your Hey Big Head? Uh, Did you I'm pick? Gonna, yeah. <laughs> uh, see, I'm just going to go with, uh, I'm not going to say just, just like it doesn't matter, but I'm going to go with Tierra Whack. You know Tierra Whack? Yes, I know yes, her. from Philly. Love I just her. like, yeah, I just always loved her for the last, probably last year. Um, She's year, on her come up recently. Yeah, ever last since. year too. Who was it that, um, what's the name? Uh, I know Solange. Uh, yeah. Solange reposted her. Yeah. Uh, Meek Mill, obviously, you know, he's supporting her. But um, yeah, Tierra Whack, she's doing her thing. She's You can see her that her, uh, what is it? Like her following is, you know, getting bigger. So It is, it really is. Yeah. She was just at, where was she? She was at Made in America. She was at Made in America. She was at Noto, I saw at the club. Oh, really? Uh, wow. Performing, yeah, with um, Meg Thee Stallion. Oh. Yeah. Oh. That's my bitch. And actually, yeah. that was a great segue because my Hey Big Head is The Stallion and Nicki Minaj. Because today, they just dropped their video and it was amazing. I was yes. literally... And I love how like it's two black women supporting each other. Fuck all that hater shit. Especially yeah. with these rappers out here. They're trying... I stand for Nicki, period. <laughs> period. Thank and you! Yeah, a lot of these rappers, female rappers, think that they can come up by dissing her or like disrespecting her right. when she yeah. actually paved the way for Hold everybody. I was about to get into a quick read. Did you hear that city girl? Oh, <laughs> yo, yo, Carisha, Miami, Carisha out here trying to defend it. Like, sis, what are you talking? She said, "Oh, well, we didn't know we were gonna get signed. We didn't know we were gonna be big." Carisha, please, sis, <laughs> Carisha, <laughs> sis, if you don't, okay. And I have to learn. I learned this the hard way. Uh-huh. When you say things, you know, say things about people, say things behind people's back. When they confront you on it, the mm-hmm. best thing for you to do is to admit what you said. Yeah. For you to sit here and say, well, I didn't know I was going to get famous. So you're trying to say that you didn't mean it? Yeah. So well, are you going to apologize or are you just going to keep saying that I didn't know I was going to get famous? But The whole thing is very I said, girl, to if me. you don't sit. <laughs> yeah, but. yeah, she didn't make any sense. And she um apologized. Or she didn't apologize. She was saying that me and Cardi B are cool or whatever. But she said about nothing about, about Nikki about, or about everybody Cash else. Like, this and yeah. about everybody else that she Which was crazy about. to me. She wasn't making sense. Yeah, me but... and Cardi are good. It's because they're on the same label. Exactly. And she posted a video with Cardi B playing in the background. Uh, I'm just like, girl. <laughs> you got to stop it. You got to cut it out. You got to cut that shit out. Right. Just apologize and move on with your life. Yes. Because I really like them, though. But it's just, just like. Just say we were trying to clout, sense. chase our way to the top by dissing people. That's yeah, it. that's, that's exactly what it was. People have been paid to try to do it before, right. but right, and they all they all in the media talking about how it don't matter that we don't freestyle, it don't matter that uh, we can't rap. You know, we just make songs that hit. Yeah. All right, so if you just make songs that hit and you don't care about rap, you don't care about music, just say yeah, that's what I did mm-hmm. because that's what we wanted. We know that we can do to get famous. So yeah. I don't know why you're trying to. Mm-hmm. I digress. <laughs> I digress. <laughs> all right, mm-hmm. next segment. You're wilding. You're wilding, wildin', sweetie. You are wilding. Uh, you're wilding. There's a lot of people have been wilding out here. Um, I'm going to go with, uh, first, I have two. I'm going to go with. <laughs> is Trump one of them? <laughs> you know, Trump is just automatic. He's, he's forever in that place. He stays he, he asshole always, He will always be your wallet. He's always wallet. But uh, separate from him, uh, first of all, 50 Cent. Oh, then, yeah. Tell me why 50 Cent was wallet. So, I like 50. He about to drag you if he hears this. <laughs> <laughs> he drag himself. <laughs> Uh, 50 
what did he do? This man, uh, so what's his name? So Meg, uh-huh. Meg's dying. You know, he, she's in some kind of situation with. Uh, what am I say? It's not, it's not my man shoot, but uh, he posted a picture with Meg. Mm-hmm. She was like on a table. She had like blue hair or something like that. So you really, if you didn't know who Meg Stallion was, you couldn't like you wouldn't know that was her or whatever. Fifty Cent comments something along the lines of these hoes doing this and that and uh, how you gonna break them? Talking about her. Talking about the girl, the person in the picture. It's like, first of all, 50, what are you talking about? <laughs> Second of all, uh, that's Meg. Yeah. So uh, today he just posted and said, yo, my, he posted on his page and said, I didn't know that was Meg. I really apologize. I'm going to hit your phone later. Oh, and, so they're cool. Yeah. So, uh, well, I think, I, I, I don't know about Moneybag's uh, response, but uh, then people are all, people in the comments are like, oh my gosh. Is hell freezing over? I can't believe he apologized. You know, saying all this stuff, but it's like yeah. in the first place, who are you? T- why are you talking about a woman like that? Why are you talking about anybody like that? Because he's an asshole. Like, break him in yeah, he was wilding for that. Like, 50, yeah, he really 50, was. 50, that was 50, a good one. Yeah, nice for you to apologize. We don't see it. Yeah, but uh, why stop? Why are you talking about people like that? But and then what, 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 quick our, to disrespect. And then the second one is <sighs> take a deep our, breath. Kelly. Oh my God, he's back in the box. <laughs> Let me tell you about how this man. He came back from the dead. Oh, what the? What the hell? What the, what the hell? I'm a Charlie horse. You know what? Drink that water. <laughs> Yo. Yo. Oh shit, that hurt. Wow. <laughs> Caught a tr- yeah, that's R. Kelly um, invading your spirit. That's what. <laughs> he came to my spirit. That's crazy. Oh okay, my gosh. I'm good. But this, this, this is gremlin. What did he do? Well, I was. Driving over here, I was listening to the radio. They over here talking about the two girlfriends he got. You know, the two, uh, two, the slave. Uh, no, I don't call them slaves. Sex slaves he has held captive. Who no, are, they're really dumb though. That's the crazy part. Like they're really still, problematic and dumb who are because still, who are still, they're like, that's my man. We're sister wives. We love him. I don't want to go home. <laughs> my parents just want me to go home because I, I don't want to <laughs> sing. I said, sis, get like, what are you doing? So they over here. On the radio, listen. I hear Nate uh, trying to raise money to get him out. They're re- trying to raise money for his legal fees because <laughs> he don't got no money. You try, know what? Try, uh, trying to put out a book. So what? they so they understand what's happening to them. They just they want to put out a book and capitalize off. Of oh it. yeah, they're trying to capitalize trying off to, of it. That's to, exactly what it is. Trying to charge money for um, interviews. Said, oh really? I said, oh, there's my. <laughs> said, oh no, you wildin', sweetie. Yeah, that's it. Wow. <laughs> so R. Kelly and his little uh, cronies. Are they walla. Wait, are they getting any leeway or anything like that? Has anybody picked them up? Like, oh, I, I don't know. Yeah, it was just on the radio, but I'm gonna look it up. I'm yeah, gonna look it up. that is mad crazy. Yeah, no. Mm. 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 That was the end of this episode of Catch Your Life. Thank you guys for listening so much. And next week we're gonna be bigger and better. Right. Bye, guys. Toodles. <laughs>